Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And if you are in the market for a T-Rex skeleton, good news. You only need $31.8 million to achieve your dreams. I mean, who doesn't have that just lying around? Well, apparently the person who bought a T-Rex skeleton because Because now he's they spent, spent it. it. Yeah, fair enough. They're now homeless. Yeah. But they have <laughs> like, a cool T-Rex skeleton <laughs> that they can live under. They can build a home inside of the T-Rex's skull. Yeah, just cardboard around it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't even imagine. Like, do you think it would... I, I wonder who... Like, was it just a person? I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, you know, we got a whole Skynet issue going on in the world. If AI's trying to buy skeletons, who knows what they're going to do with them. Okay. You know what I mean. I was... <laughs> like, is it a company or, like, a random person who's got a fuckload of money just collecting there, shit? There's just, like, some random hamster out there who secretly bought a T-Rex. Yeah. So, uh, this T-Rex's name was Stan, which I find to be hilarious. They usually have pretty cool names. Yeah. And he is 40 feet long, which is pretty fucking big. I can't say that I'm up on the statistics on how how long T-Rex usually are or were, but it seems like that's a big number. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't? I, I gave that life up a long time ago. Oh, I see, I see. I got out of the T-Rex measuring game I see. years ago. Yeah. So, fun fact, the last complete dinosaur skeleton, which was taken to auction, was also a T-Rex, and you and I have seen it. I mean, let's be honest. Who cares about any other dinosaur as far as having a skeleton? Yeah, that's fair. But uh, Sue, the T-Rex, who currently lives at the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago, the one that we viewed Mm -hmm. recently... Sort of. <laughs> Recently. I mean, this okay. year, okay? It was within the last year. It felt like many years. Yeah. Uh, so she actually sold for $8.36 million to that museum in 1997. And I did a little math and corrected for inflation, that would be $13.54 million today. So Stan is worth over twice the amount as Sue. Okay. Do you think... That Sue got sold for way more than it would have if Jurassic Park never came out. Right. You think that like put like a hike in prices? Or what year was it? It was in '97 that came out, right? No, it was '93. Oh shit! It's been it was there's a whole four year gap, but it's not oh, like okay. they're just finding T Rex complete skeletons <laughs> everywhere. I was just building. Oprah's a- not like pulling. Pulling them out of her chairs. I was just building a scenario in my head where they find this complete T-Rex skeleton and they sell it at auction and then like one month later Jurassic Park comes out. <laughs> God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> or they sell like just pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this one goes to some fucking museum somewhere so we can go check it out one day. One day in the, the you distant future. You have to future. assume that's what's going to happen, right? I like, would assume that, yeah. I mean, I guess somebody can be like, no, it's just going to be in my lobby of my home. <laughs> my lobby. Do homes have lobbies? 
I mean, rich people have lobbies, people right? People who can drop thirty something million on things, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just put it in the lobby by the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have vending machines in your home? I'm rich. Don't question me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I would. I would imagine that's an investment. You're not buying that just to say you have it. Okay, you probably are. I mean, <laughs> you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell, I'd probably have it like in a closet or something. Yeah. <laughs> just to like show people. Yeah, just office. to make sure it doesn't get ruined. Like yeah. I'll just keep it in here. Yeah, no so one can see the it. closet's bigger than my house. Yeah. Someone's like, "What's that part of the house? Don't worry about That's it." That's the lobby. Uh, <laughs> it looks just like a really big closet. No, it's it's my lobby. It's my lobby. Yeah. But yeah, I would think that the idea would be you would lease it out to museums and then make money on it. By doing that over time. I assume. That's how it works, I right? Think, I mean, that's how, like, like museums don't stuff own works. shit, like, all the... They don't own, like, all of the stuff, right? No. They just kind of lease it to rotate around. Right. But, I mean, no, the, the Field Museum actually owns Sue, but in some cases, they don't. Like, a lot of places, they... A lot of museums don't own the stuff that's on exhibition. Like, the art, they'll go... It goes in a rotation. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this place now. Or this ex- Dolly exhibition is going to mm-hmm. go from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I want to see them make, like, a heist movie where they're just getting, like, a T-Rex, an entire T-Rex skeleton. How would that work? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Who would be in it? I don't. You're, you're oh. just, you know, you think I have, like, a whole cast in mind? I'm just picturing Liam Neeson being involved. He's like, no, he's the one who had the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. He's the one who they steal the skeleton from. He's, yeah. like, the, the director of the museum or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He just got his family back from yeah. the last issue. Yeah, and now he's they've moved somewhere else, opened a museum. <laughs> Little do they know, Stan was taken from him. Right. All right. So, what else happened this week? <laughs> he has a particular set of bones. <laughs> or he doesn't. Not anymore. <laughs> All right. Anyway, why don't you tell me about how your week has been? It was pretty good. I actually got to play hockey again for the first time in what, like, uh, I don't know, like twenty years? Was it twenty years? Was huh? it twenty years? I think it's less than that. Since March, we're yeah, about twenty years. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? So how'd it go? It went really well. I played a lot better than I thought I would. I was definitely out of shape. Mm-hmm. In general, minor detail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, bit rusty. Got. Got to shake off some of that rust, but overall, I did pretty well, and I'm pretty excited I got to play. That's good. Uh, I'm glad. And by rust, I pretty much mean just, you know, like, fat, my weight, to catch 22. Yeah. Can't play well until I lose the weight. Can't lose the weight till I play, right? Yeah. I Yeah, I get that. But it was a good time. I had fun. It was nice seeing seeing some of the, the guys that I play with. and mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where you don't really notice you miss something. Until you, like, experience it back in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So hopefully we can open up the uh, actual league at some point when it's safe. Yeah. And I we could actually play our season. This yeah. was just kind of pick up. But anyways, that's not what we're here for. So let's get into the real news. Getting into the fashion of Halloween, Adam's Family is getting a sequel to the animated movie that came out what was it like last year 
I guess, yeah, the one that we didn't give a shit about. Yeah, it looked terrible. <laughs> I feel like it completely ruined the franchise just from the trailer we saw. Yeah. But obviously, I didn't see it. Right. It just was not appealing to me based on the trailer. I might check it out if it's on one of the streaming services. Yeah, which I think it. I think we just talked about this. Is it? I think you were like, do you have any interest in this or whatever? Uh, it's it, probably. I it probably, doesn't matter. I mean, I say that to a lot of things. I know, but... I feel like I remember talking about it. Anyway, point being, so they're having a sequel? Yeah. I, I mean, it I guess it did apparently well did good enough that they decided a sequel is worth making. Uh, okay. And it's actually coming out next year, October 8th, 2021. Okay. okay. So a year away. I assume they've probably been working on it since before the announcement. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, I actually heard there is, they're actually casting they have an open casting hall for anyone in the U.S. who speaks English that can go onto this website to audition to play an unannounced part. Um, you don't get paid, like, movie star salary or anything, but you get to be in the movie, theoretically, as whatever the character is, and you get 2000 bucks. So, I mean, if anybody's interested, FYI, it's uh, adamsvoicechallenge.com. It's with two Ds, like Adam's family, so... It's pretty cool that they're doing that. I saw this along with something saying that Bill Hader had joined the cast, so fun facts. Is he going to play Thing? I... It was a joke. Okay. The hand does not talk. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't know who he's playing, to be clear, but it makes sense that it's not Thing. (laughs) It would be silly to even announce that he was playing Thing if he were. Probably Lurch. That's what I was thinking. That's the character's name, right? That's like the Frankenstein I guy? I think so, yeah. The butler? Yeah. It would be... As soon as I saw the like graphic or whatever, the picture, I was like, yeah, that's probably who he's going to play. But I didn't. it didn't say who he was. I hope the unannounced character just shows up unannounced in the movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's just someone who never gets a name. Nobody... <laughs> they just like show up out of nowhere and then they leave. Yeah, they just yeah. intrude yeah. on the plot. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is I I clicked on, I went to this website to check it out because I was going to tell you about it. And it was, it said that you have to basically record yourself in your own creepiest voice or whatever. So just, I should just talk then. No. Okay. But you have to like, so it's weird because it's an animated movie, but they want you to do it on video and they're like, you costumes encouraged or whatever. They probably want to see your facial expressions Mm, because they might be doing mocap or something as far as the character okay that that's, i mean i would assume i don't yeah. know how they do these kind of kitty cgi movies yeah i, I assume either. they still do mocap but maybe they don't i have no idea but so yeah maybe it's an interesting plus they want to rule out anybody that they, they think is ugly yeah yeah but like if you're they, too ugly for, <laughs> for a uh, monster, audio only <laughs> for a monster movie <laughs> So that's an interesting thing that they're doing. I mean, I assume it's a fairly small part <laughs> that people are trying out for. Well, I think my voice is horrible. Yeah. So Maybe I have a chance. You'll audition then. And speaking of horrible things, at least what it seems, the senses of horrible things. Yeah. The New Mutants. Oh, yeah. I've heard it. People I've are... not watched it yet, but it doesn't sound good. I've heard people are unhappy. <laughs> Granted, that could be people who are really hardcore on the comics, and maybe they're 
Maybe. Their adaptation doesn't meet the requirements That's of that standard. Very possible. So we may see it and be like, that was a good film. What I found horrible about it is that it finally came to theaters, but we still couldn't see it. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And when it came out, I was like thinking in my head that California was the only state that mm-hmm. had no theaters open. Luckily, that we weren't the only state. Right. Not that that's a good thing. Right. Because that means everybody else in those states couldn't see it either. Right. But it also made it weird that, like, why did you even release it then? Yeah. It should have just gone straight to streaming. Well, they couldn't opinion. do that. But the point is, it just seems like they should have just delayed it or something. Or right. given it, like, a quick little release in theaters and then straight to streaming. Yeah. Assuming they could do that. I mean, not without AMC getting involved. Yeah. <laughs> The mafia of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who hasn't seen it, like us, and is semi-interested, uh, it's actually coming to Blu-ray finally and digital HD on November 17th. Nice. I'm curious if this is something that will be coming to Disney Plus because... I've seen reports I of that. feel like I wouldn't want to rent it if I knew it would be coming to Disney Plus. Exactly. So I've seen reports of that and then I started looking it up information because i was like oh yeah definitely not renting it if it's going to be on there like a month later anyway uh turns out hbo still has streaming rights to all x-men properties and that deal doesn't expire until 2022 and they are considered an x-men property is that for new release stuff or anything because that doesn't disney plus have x-men properties on the service currently like they've been recently adding stuff like the earlier X-Men movies, the I Wolverine don't know movies. what years it applies to, but... I'm curious if it's just, like, new release stuff. Yeah. I think that when they made the deal, it applied to anything that came out after that time. Okay, that would make sense. And so I don't remember when the deal... I don't know when the deal was made. Maybe, like... No, I don't know. Several years ago. I know Days of Future Past is on Disney+. Plus, And when I say I know, I'm pretty confident. Yeah. <laughs> No, it is, because I watched part of it one day. That's my story. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Okay, so we should expect this on HBO Max. Yeah. Or just... Based on what I found, there's a fairly in-depth article on The Wrap that was about that whole deal and all that. Based on that information, yes, I think it will go to HBO Max, not Disney Plus, yet. It probably will go to Disney Plus later, but I think HBO gets dibs. But that could also be like six months from its actual Blu-ray release. Exactly. We don't know when that's going to happen. Okay. Well, luckily it's not something I'm impatient to, to see. Yeah, exactly. And obviously they weren't impatient to show it to anybody. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they put it off so long. I was like, well, okay, well, we'll see it when we see it. <laughs> well, just also the fact that it's not really even relevant anymore with yeah Disney taking over all of the franchise. It's right. just like it has no impact on anything now. So... It's just a nice one-off at this point, right? Exactly. Or a not nice one-off, as people seem to think. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we talked about some dinosaurs earlier. T-Rex, whatever. Stan. Stan, yeah. (laughs) Jurassic World Dominion, the biopic of Stan the Dinosaur. Yeah, that's the the tagline. (laughs) Uh, Is actually going to be delayed. Oh, come 2022. on. 2022. God damn it. So it will no longer be summer of 2021 like it was expected. Uh, we are now going to get it in 
June of 2022. Yeah. This one was a big blow for me. Yeah. I really was interested to see how Stan came about. (laughs) Makes sense. But apparently also the uh, filming had to stop because of some crew members getting tested positive for the Rona. Yeah, as soon as I saw that notification came up on my phone when I was at work and I was like, God damn it. And then like later that day or the next day, I feel like it was very quick that they were like, oh, BTW is delayed. I'm like, fuck. I'm not sure which came first, though. Uh, Was it the delay or the crew? I can't speak to what happened first. All I know is I got the coronavirus notification first. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you finished that sentence the way you did. (laughs) I got the coronavirus. I would have been out of this room. (laughs) I'd pop over that balcony. (laughs) Yeah. Can you just go out the door? No, it's too close to you. (laughs) Okay. All I know is the notification came to my phone first about them testing positive, and then later I Mm. found out about the delay. So it's possible that it didn't happen in that order, but that's how I viewed it. I mean, that would be a pretty drastic move. Somebody tested positive. We're delaying the movie a year. (laughs) Like, what? It may have. I I think it was the opposite. It may have already been in works. Yeah, Yeah. I think they were already planning to delay. I'm sure it's not completely related to this, why they're delaying, but they probably just figure they want to get as far out of the gray zone of when shit's going to be normal again. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, whatever fucking label they have these days. Yeah. So I I was really bummed to see this because that's one of my favorite franchises. Of course. No matter how bad they are, I always like them. Like, you don't have to enjoy the plot. You'd be like, I still got to see fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're right. It did happen in the opposite order. Just I just confirmed it for you. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks. I guess my phone knows what it wants to show me and what it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. That's just exactly. kind of the world we're in now. Yeah, right? exactly. Luckily, Netflix is giving us some Jurassic World content sooner in 2021. Okay. Uh, they have officially confirmed that Camp Cretaceous, the animated show on Netflix, is going to have a season two. They give a quick tease with, with some new dinosaurs to expect. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, little little clips from the, the show. Right. Some of the characters. Landscape. Uh, and at the end, they gave us a 2021 release saying, coming soon. 2021 is not that soon. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's January, that's still two months away. Yeah. To me, that's not soon. Months, yeah. That's not soon to me. It's fairly soon. I mean, it's sooner than 2022. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's relative. It's not sooner than 2020, though. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? <laughs> so, also glad to see this. Yeah. Wasn't completely what I wanted. Yeah. But it was a solid show, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great way for people to enjoy this franchise with their children yes. in a way more family-friendly manner yeah. than the movies provide. Yeah. You don't have, like, kids wetting the bed afterwards because they're terrified. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you do, then it's not related to the show. <laughs> it's not because they're terrified a T-Rex is going to eat them in the night. <laughs> yeah. They just pretend like they're scared so they yeah. could just pee the bed because it's fun to them (laughs) who would think that's fun (laughs) i don't know some piece of shit kid i don't know yeah who doesn't ever have to change the sheets of himself so 
see. Has no respect for Stan. <laughs> but Camp Cretaceous is not the only Netflix show coming out with a giant reptile. Oh, yeah? What else you got? Godzilla. We've seen some animated shows and or movies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Netflix has done some properties with Godzilla okay. over the years. I don't think they were that well liked, but yeah. they exist. Yeah. But they are bringing an anime series in 2021 called Singular Point. Interesting. It's apparently not going to be tied to any of the other related projects on Netflix, like we just referenced. Yeah. Uh, It's going to have a brand new cast and a completely original story. Yeah, and I saw it's supposed to have a mix of hand-drawn and CG animation. I don't know how that works, but it's an interesting concept. Okay, Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they're drawing the characters and then they're inside a CGI world? Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Also, Netflix, if you're going to jump on the Godzilla bandwagon, yeah. you're really late. Yeah. But if you're going to jump on it, <laughs> give us Godzilla 2 from the Americanized version with Matthew Broderick. I don't care what anybody says. That one is fucking gold. Yeah? I love that movie. Okay. I am bummed out it never got a sequel. We know, We don't know what happened to all of those fucking babies. Did they take over the world? We don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. Did, did I watch that with you? I don't fucking know. If I've I didn't, seen it many then years I probably ago. haven't seen it. Because that was like before I started watching movies, basically. 1998, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's completely Americanized, but it's really good. Okay. Well, Netflix is uh, definitely seems to be on the reptile train, but you know what they're not interested in continuing is Teenage Bounty Hunter. Apparently that's been canceled. Yeah, and they, it, it barely came out, what, in August? I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like this was like a new thing, and I was already reading it was canceled, so I was like, this has to be not correct. But yeah, you look into it, and it's like, it came out uh, August 14th, only has one season. There was a cliffhanger at the end, apparently. And so now it's just kind of like, okay, well, I guess, do we need do we even need to watch the season? Oh, I definitely don't need to watch it anymore. Oh. <laughs> because I was actually interested But as you said, there was cliffhangers. Yeah. And lucky for me, Entertainment Weekly, in their fucking news article about the cancellation, decided to also say, oh, and the twist ending or whatever, the cliffhanger plot points of the fucking show were these within the same fucking announcement of it being canceled. So. Well, that's fucking rude. Thanks for being a cunt. Yeah. So now I have no reason to watch the show because I know what's going to happen. And it, I know there's not going to be another season, so there's really no reason so for me to even invest. Exactly. Yeah. But I have heard good things about the show, so mm. it kind of sucks because I, I was on the fence about watching it. Mm, I see. Even with the cancellation until 10 seconds later when yeah. I <laughs> got spoiled I feel on like it. a lot of places, a lot of people that write articles for these websites are like, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. They just don't care. Yeah. Because... Because like that one article They from... think they're getting the fucking scoop, I think, so they just don't yeah. care. There was something on Men's Health that was published literally the day before the premiere of, or not the premiere, but, you know, the airing of the finale of The Boys. It wasn't the day before. It was the same day, wasn't it? It was the day before. The day before. It was like 8 p.m. the day before. Because okay. it was like 23 hours ago and I was reading it at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. So whatever it was, it was like somehow it was the day before. So they obviously got early access. Okay, well, that's even worse. Which is also fucking rude. Yeah. But second of all, not only did they get early access, they're fucking 
title of the article the spoiled it. The headline. Yeah. Spoiled the episode. It was which, literally like something along the lines of this character did this. Yeah. The big the big twist, whatever. The yeah. big question or whatever answered. And it's right. just like, oh, thanks for fucking spoiling that yeah. for everybody. I was really glad that we were reading I was reading it after we had watched yeah, it. Yeah, luckily we watched that first. Luckily, I would have been, been so fucking mad. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like journal yeah. journalists you know, don't as give a fuck. Butcher says, don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. It's they, that obviously, simple. they obviously didn't listen yeah. when they watched it. So <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a handful of new releases coming to streaming this week. I thought we could tell people about. So coming up this week, Netflix, you're get, there's going to be a black pink light up the sky coming just coming out on the 14th. It's about a K-pop K-pop girl group. Yep. I have no idea what this is, I'm, nor do I care. I don't either, but it seemed like it was a big deal, so maybe people care. Yeah, I, I think know. K-pop yeah, is actually a thing now yeah. that people care about. Yeah, I always hear references in movies, at least, yeah. about it. Yeah, and this is actually the release of the movie, so it's not, or the documentary or whatever, so it's not like a... Okay. Yeah. Um, well, obviously Netflix thought it was worth... Clearly, yeah. <laughs> getting it yeah. on their service. Um, The Three Deaths of Maricela Escobedo, October 14th, which is a, another documentary about some horrible, horrible crime. Uh, Batman the Killing Joke from 2016, and it's kind of an older thing, but people are really into that storyline these days. That comes out It's a really good uh, adaptation of it. Right. Animated movie. Yeah. So that is coming October 15th. Uh, A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, October 15th. I I can't quite tell if that's something that's going to be more kiddish or... Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> um, the Trial of Chica- the Chicago 7. This is uh, this came out officially September 25th, but it's now coming to streaming. It's a biopic, and I think this is the one that has Sasha Baron Cohen in it, and it's probably going to be good because he's usually good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, I, everything he's in is very nice. All right. <laughs> uh, I, Paranorman, which I have never seen, and it was from 2012. It was a long time ago, but it's a little bit Halloween-themed, so I thought maybe we would check it out. That's a good family-friendly thing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's on some of the other services currently, too, so when it was, it's everywhere. I was reading the description, and it was like, dark comedy, and I was like, is it? So then I got more interested, because I thought it was just a kid movie, so maybe it's more... I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's like Coraline, where it's like kind of a little bit kooky. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... October 18th, that one comes out. And then the next season of Unsolved Mysteries is October 19th. That's coming out. And the description says there's going to be a ghost story in there. Just one? At least one. Okay. (laughs) So very uh, on brand for Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm sure is probably why they're releasing it at this time, right? Yes. Um, Okay. So Hulu has something, a movie called The Swing of Things, which was just released this year in July. And it comes out October 12th. And it's, the theme of this sounded hilarious. A husband-to-be accidentally books their destination wedding and honeymoon at a swingers resort in Jamaica. So it sounds, like, ridiculous. Uh, probably going to be really bad, but interesting to check Is out. Is it a comedy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a real serious, it's a real serious dark yeah. drama. Yeah. I mean, it says it was a comedy, so I thought it would be fun to check out. Um the Purge, the TV show version, uh, season two is coming October fifteenth, which I guess it's also on Peacock. So that's confusing. I guess everybody's sharing. Well, stuff, it's a so. USA channel oh, okay. show, got so it, they're it. probably just being like, "You can have it, and you can have it." Okay. Uh, and then Hellstrom is coming October sixteenth. 
that's that Marvel show that is like the one of the few that didn't get canceled after yes. all the announcements. Yeah. They're like siblings or Apparently they're siblings. We saw the trailer a while back and I didn't quite understand what the fuck the show was. Yeah. Remember we were like, I don't get is I don't she understand. the character or is he the character? We couldn't tell. Turns out it's it's siblings. Okay. So they uh, apparently are children of a serial killer and Satan. And they investigate truly disturbing uh, incidences and come to learn more about themselves through all okay. of these cases. Sure. Interesting. It's so it sounds like kind of like a X Files kind of yeah thing ish. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, maybe worth checking out. I'm going to assume it's not considered a part of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I would. If assume. it's on Hulu and yeah, yeah I, mean, I would assume that also. Uh, playing with fire. <laughs> I know you've been waiting to watch this one. <laughs> One of those movies that I will make fun of all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will also watch it if it's available. I mean, yeah. Because exactly. why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. We like talked shit about this because we saw the trailers a bunch of times in theater. In the- I would never pay to see it. No, not at all. But like when it was in theaters for two, well, I don't know how long it was there, but we saw the, th- the trailers for a while because this was, came out in November of last year and mm-hmm. we would be like oh great and AMC likes to only have the same three trailers for every fucking thing yeah exactly uh, and then friend request this is from 2016 I had a vague memory of you being slightly interested in this so I was like oh maybe this is, it looks like it's like a little bullshit campy horror thing yeah, yeah you know like low based budget based on technology yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I probably have seen this I don't yeah. know nothing I'm rushing to the right right to the service to watch so yeah Okay, uh, Amazon Prime has Evil Eye and Nocturne both coming out October 13th, and they are new releases. Like, are they just horror? Uh, they like they both look like horror movies. Okay. Yeah, or maybe psychological thriller-ish mm. in one, one part or another. And then Playing With Fire is also coming to Amazon Prime on October 15th, so you can pick. Hmm. So good thing we get to watch it. Since <laughs> That's kind of interesting. You're seeing a lot more things that are on multiple services, yeah. not just like, it's exclusive to this one now. Yeah, which I appreciate. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then Disney Plus. Uh, it also shows the value of that, yeah. that they don't care enough to have it as They're an like, exclusive. Eh, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares anyway. <laughs> we'll get all it. of them. See if anybody We'll pay you less it. to have it, yeah. and they can get it too. <laughs> yeah. um, October 16th has uh, Clouds and Meet the Chimps. Coming to mm. Disney Plus. What is Clouds? Um, uh, it looks like one of those like um musician and somebody's got like a d- deadly dis- like a terminal illness type movies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a very specific genre. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always like there's a girl, a teen girl who's got a terminal illness, and then there's a boy, mm. and there's you know this five feet apart. Yeah, basically. Now it's six though. That's the sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't say, it just looked dumb, so I didn't really look too far into it, but it was one of those. It's a new thing? Yeah. It was a Disney Plus original, is what they're calling it. Okay. And it's like a guy with a guitar and a girl, and they look like they're Without a guitar? Teens or tweens, and there's something involving. Okay. Teen romance, basically. Okay, so so not for us. I'm good. Basically not for us. Yeah. I only put it on here because there were only three options, and the third one was like, I don't even, I'm not even putting that on here. But Meet the Chimps is like a National Geographic series. They have a lot of these things on yeah. Disney+. Plus. I know. There's the one about the elephant, and there's something yes. about like just like safaris and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm interested in them, but yeah. I never, never think consciously to... been like, oh, I should go watch that. Exactly. And so I never watch them. I know. Same. 
I'm always like, I want to go back to the time where I used to watch that shit. And then I just never have time and I don't yeah. think about it. So maybe if I was on Disney Plus for anything else worth, worth watching, I might notice that it was there. But I feel like there's not a lot. Honestly, it it feels like we're not going to really be on Disney Plus until December when Mulan hits. Well, I, okay. No, I guess you're right. October. October. Yeah. yeah. End of, okay. So End of October. Everything I just said, <laughs> out the window. Because <laughs> I also just now realized WandaVision is November. Right. Right? Yeah. Or so no, December. Pretty much Disney Plus has been the Mandalorian streaming service up until this Basically. point. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, anyway, in case somebody wants to watch National Geographic type stuff or tween drama, there you go. Um, and HBO Max, I didn't find a whole lot in our date range of note. Except- okay. Well, the most important one. Yeah. Which you didn't have in the notes, so I had to correct this. Uh-huh. We may have already said this one last week. We did. But it's so fucking important. I'm okay. going to say it again. All right. And we're going to lose probably a lot of listeners because of yeah. this. Each time you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Cats. Yes. The musical adaptation to the big screen that came yeah. out last year. Yes. HBO Max came out October 10th. Go fucking watch it. Yes. It is so fucking good. It is quite moving. I don't care what people say. It is a great fucking movie. Yeah. And I don't get the hate. I just don't fucking people get it. People just like to hate. People are dumb if they hate on this movie and they've never seen it yeah which is what most people are doing yeah that's true uh yeah i didn't put that on there because we talked about it last week but obviously we were saying it again and then a west wing special is coming october 15th i know everybody was like all about west wing whenever it was on i never watched the show i didn't either it was obviously always heard people talking about it yeah i (laughs) I think it's, like, past our time. Yeah. I was like, why would I want to watch a fake show about politics when I already have to deal with real politics? I'm good. Well, I mean, there was that House of Cards, and that was huge, right? It was, but I also didn't watch that. Okay. I I guess I'm talking for the general audience. Although, now that I'm a lot older, I have gone back and started watching it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty good, but I was too young for it at the Mm -hmm. time, I think. Even with... uh... Kevin Spacey being yeah, in it. Yeah, I'm still going to watch it. Okay. Well, some people say if shit like that is a thing, you're not allowed to enjoy things anymore. I that, know they that do. associate with those actors. I or, know they do. Or and whatever. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about an 11-foot pole? Uh, also, Lovecraft Country season finale is coming. Uh, going to be on HBO Max on October 18th. I put that in because... We have not watched the show yet. Correct. Uh, and I just thought it would be nice for people to know that the season finale has happened. Mm-hmm. So if they were waiting to binge the show. Mm, to subscribe. Or just they already yeah. have it. But right. they like to watch things in a binge manner. That's a good call. Yeah. You know. Halloween's coming up. It's very yeah. uh, creepy from my understand. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be good to put that in. Yeah. We'll probably try and binge it around yeah. this time. Yeah, definitely. Drinking our pumpkin spice hot chocolate. No. Is that a thing? Do they have that flavor? I hope not. They should make it. (laughs) Uh, And then Peacock. I put this on here for you. Curse of Chucky, 2013. Obviously, it's a very old movie, but just in case, that'll be on Peacock October 15th. Yeah, I think that's one of those shitty ones that they made. Mm -hmm. I think I actually saw on Netflix when it was there. Okay. Um, But they do have, you bring up Chucky, they do have, I think, Amazon Prime and... One of the other services. I don't know which what what the other one is. Mm-hmm. They do have the the new Chucky reboot hmm, okay. movie, which I 
it's not as good, obviously. They've changed a lot of the fucking plot point of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's solid. It's good enough if you were just looking for a silly horror movie. Yeah. Go check that one out. Okay, and uh, the last thing I found on here was Mr. Mercedes, which is like a TV show. Some kind of detective situation. It's a retired detective, goes on a journey when a serial killer starts tormenting him through a series of letters and emails. It sounded mildly interesting. And I've heard about the show and how it's pretty good. Yeah. I want to say it was like exclusive to like a channel that was on AT&T's cable service or something. Okay. Maybe. That's from, what I, from what I understood, that was the only way you could get it was through AT&T or something weird like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so yeah, that is coming to Peacock on October 15th. So if anybody was wondering about how to watch that and was desperately waiting, it's there. Or will be there. Sounds good. Yes. All right. Well, we do have some pretty big news in the MCU realm. Yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has been announced to be a part of the new Spider-Man film. Yes. The third installment in the Sony mm-hmm. Marvel franchise. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to be playing Doctor Strange. Right. That would be very sure? complicated <laughs> if he was not. Yeah. Um, Both of those movies actually start filming this month, supposedly. So that's interesting. We'll see. As, all, as far as we know, anyway. Yeah. Films keep getting delayed. Yeah. So how are you feeling about this news? I mean, I'm excited about it because I like Doctor Strange and, and I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch a lot. So I'm happy to see him in another MCU movie. Um, I also feel like it makes sense because they have pretty much always had a mentor character mm. with Spider-Man. They just have to have a goatee. Yes. That's the law. <laughs> Whoever has the goatee gets to be the gets mentor. Gets to be his mentor. Yeah. I, I'm a little a slightly surprised if they go the mentor route. Like, obviously, he's going to need support because of... I don't think they're going the mentor route. You don't think I so? I think they're just doing a... This is how they're going to connect things. And I would not be at all shocked if this is going to be the plot point to relieve Spider-Man from leaving the MCU mm. so that Sony can take over and do their own thing. Right. Okay. Because as far as we're aware, this movie and another joint film are the only things on the contract, right? Yes, I think so. And it seems like they're probably trying to separate and do their own thing at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and I... Because I've seen a lot of uh, chatter on the interweb about him potentially being in the mentor role as you said that you don't think it's going to go that way and i, I mean, kind of agree with you though. he might be to a small scale but not like the role that iron man was yeah no i agree and that was my point i was going to bring up is the character of like benedict cumberbatch's benedict cumberbatch's the way he plays that character he doesn't seem like he would have the emotional connection mm-hmm. so it doesn't he might be like, oh, you need to do this or that. But, like, I don't, I agree with you. He wouldn't be, like, a full-on, like, father bond situation because mm-hmm. of the way that character is. Yeah. And I also feel like it's time for Spider-Man to grow up. Like, he's basically almost an adult at this point, so he doesn't need another mentor. So, I agree with you. Well, he's still in high school. Yeah, but isn't he, like, a senior? I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's hard to tell. I really want them to but just make a fucking Spider-Man who's... A veteran who's aged, who's not fucking in high school. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I get 
yeah, Spider-Man is known as being the kid that yeah. has to learn things on his own, whatever. But, like, I, I just want to see a more seasoned Spider-Man who's just got his shit down and he's just fucking up villains yeah. and making quippy remarks. Yeah, I kind of want to see Jake Johnson do live-action Spider-Man. I think that would be fun. Okay. Because he was the voice. As the exact same yes. thing as the Spider-Verse film? Yeah. Okay. I think that would be fun. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so here's here's the interesting thing. So they're clearly tying these together, right? Yes. If he's going to be in there, that means he's going to have a huge impact on that plot. We do know that the original Spider-Man 3 release date was July 16th, 2021. Okay? Yeah. Doctor Strange 2 was May 7th, 2021. Which means Doctor Strange 2 was before Spider-Man 3. Right. Doctor Strange 2 was then delayed to November 5th, 2021. But then Sony delayed Spider-Man 3 to November 5th <laughs> as well. Same day. Makes the sense. same fucking day. <laughs> and if you remember, we saw this and we're like, well. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> something's getting delayed in Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, Marvel then delayed Doctor Strange 2 to March 25th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Since then, Spider-Man 3 has been delayed to December 17th, 2021. The point of what I'm saying is it went from Doctor Strange 2 coming out before Spider-Man 3 to now Spider-Man 3 coming out before Doctor Strange 2. Right. Which is probably why he's now joined the cast. That was my next question for you. Does this imply to you that they've changed the route that they were taking with the story? Or was... He always going to be in Spider-Man 3. What I kind of wonder is if he, if he has to be, if he's involved, he's an integral part to something that happens in Spider-Man 3, but he's not actually main, a main section of the story. Like, I mean, it, for all we know, he's in a scene. Right, like, that's we, what I'm saying. He could be an end credit scene. Like, we have no fucking clue. What I'm wondering is if because they switched the order, they ne- then had to explain something in Spider-Man to account for something that happens, which we otherwise would have known already from having watched Doctor Strange. That's true. So maybe they brought him in to do like a quick little like, mm. whoa, this is what happened here. The only reason that would be necessary is if chronologically what they show in Spider-Man impacts a spoiler for Doctor Strange 2, right? Right, that's true. Otherwise, we've seen Marvel movies do random times in the chronological timing. Yes. And their releases did not match that. Yeah. So it didn't really impact because you just know, oh, well, this movie's from that time, this movie's from that time. So you just mentally adjust the timeline. Yes. But I feel like there may be something that's very directly connected right we do know even so that uh wanda is going to be a role in doctor strange too as well right Right. so then does that mean has that going to does that have some impact on spider-man as well then it looks like they're definitely tying everything together in some capacity yeah not just like you know it's in the universe there must be some kind of multiverse subplot that's tying them directly together right so I'm just curious if they've changed the route of what they were doing for the storytelling because of all of the delays and adjusting releases. If this is now, like you kind of said, 
made them be like, well, okay, now we should do this in Spider-Man because we need to address something that we can't control because of the, the delay we had to do. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably, it's going to be, I would assume it's going to be a minor role, a minor adjustment, literally just to establish why something is happening or how something is happening that mm-hmm. we should have already seen in the original version where Multiverse was first. Okay. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's going to be directly tied to uh, making a live-action Spider-Verse, kind of like you mm-hmm. referenced with Jake Johnson. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily that he would be a part of it, but like right. I, the big rumors are that they are aiming at bringing all of the different Sony Spider-Man franchises together into a Spider-Verse right. live-action film. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, we have Sam Raimi, who's directing Doctor Strange 2, who is tied to the original Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it all comes full circle, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they're clearly setting something big up. I just can't wait. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm just, like, ready. Ready for shit to start yeah. happening. And, you know, who knows? Like we said, we've been told that Black Widow and these other films have no impact on the timeline mm-hmm. being shifted around with the release dates, but... This feels like it does. Yeah. It feels like there's a, a big change in the story because of what they had to do with the time of releases. Yeah, I agree. But on the topic of releases, the Pixar movie Soul is going to premiere on Disney Plus and it's skipping its theatrical release. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it was originally scheduled to hit theaters November 20th. And we did hear uh, there was a source that was close to the project. Yeah. Uh, saying that they uh, knew Disney was was talking about doing something like this. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will be hitting Disney Plus on December 25th. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, I mean, it, it makes sense because we still don't have all the theaters open in the U.S. And there's mm-hmm. one of those movies that's like... It feels like they're more comfortable putting their Pixar films on Disney Plus yeah. versus delaying them for... Mm-hmm theater releases yeah so far you know we saw onward hit disney plus yeah shortly after it was true in theaters and then obviously theater shut down so it didn't really make as much as it would have probably yeah and now this so what i'm surprised about is the december 25th release Mm -hmm. obviously christmas yes right they want to they want to get that holiday time marketing Uh yeah i get that yeah but at the same time you're Potentially going to have families all together and you're going to have less people viewing it per subscription versus if you released it at a different time when people will be at their own homes and either subscribe to see it or already be watching it on their own subscription. That's true. Now the data is going to show a lot less people watching it, but in reality, you're probably going to see but... there be more people per view, right? Yeah, but I think if you think... Uh, it... You know, as we've discovered in the years before the pandemic, <laughs> that it seemed like when we... <laughs> there were a lot of those. <laughs> Whenever we would go north and we would, on Christmas Day, it would be randomly like, okay, all the shit's over. Like, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, uh, let's go see a movie. Like, everybody and their fucking brother and sister and grandma and grandpa wants to go see a movie on Christmas Day. But if shit's closed this year... Even if it's not closed, a lot of people, a lot more people might be interested in watching this movie, which I assume is going to be family friendly. Oh, of course. It seems like a, it's like a, yeah, exactly. So it seems like 
you might get more people watching it because it released that day than you would if it released a different day because it's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Christmas is when people like to watch movies together or tend yeah. to. I guess I'm just thinking on a financial level. They can't possibly be making all their money back if... Like, let's say you don't have Disney+. Plus, Yeah. But you're hosting a family Christmas and you yes. have some relatives over. Yeah. Obviously less than nine, right? Yeah. What if one of your relatives has Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, I'll just log in. Yeah. That's one less subscriber you potentially have now. Because Maybe. they are just using somebody else's. Maybe. But then you also have the possibility that the people are, the other people that are there watch it and then they see what else is available on Disney Plus and they're like, oh, maybe we should okay. subscribe to this. So it's the marketing of yeah. Watching showing people everybody do else what Disney Plus has to offer. Yeah, they're slamming their dick on the table. Potentially would not have been... Exposed to it. it. Yeah, like out of sight, out of mind. But it's probably going to be definitely in sight. If if one person at a family gathering has Disney+, Plus, I guarantee you Mm -hmm. this will be at least a candidate for being something that is watched by the family. Plus, you also have the thing where, like you said, maybe not as many people are going to be in large family gatherings. So this will be nice as like a new release for people that aren't doing something with their family when they normally would be. Yeah, I mean, we have a very large family on my dad's yeah. side, and normally we get together, and I, it sounds like this year we're not oh, that's another thing. doing that's a big cool. thing you like that. You could do the um, the watch together bullshit with it, too, if you wanted to watch it with your family, potentially. Only seven people out there, or total seven. Well, seven subscriptions. Six, six others. Hundreds of people. Yes, could hundreds of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's a good point, though. Like, if people have multiple Disney Plus subscriptions and they can't get together as a family because of bullshit, they could do the watch together thing. What the fuck is it called again? I can't remember what it's called. Gathering. I don't know. Yeah. Group watch? Group watch. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, that Gru- thing. Groupon? No. <laughs> Anyway, I I see where you're going with your argument, but I feel like I think they'll be okay. I don't know. I think Soul is gonna bankrupt Disney. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to that film. It, it's interesting. Uh, what I can't find all that interesting though is a live action adaptation of Space Mountain, the Disney ride. What? <laughs> but why? <laughs> uh, also, how? Like, you're, you're basically just being like, yep, that's the mountain over there. Yeah. And then everything else is just not at all what Space Mountain was, right? I'd, yeah. It's just like a ride. I don't know what you would possibly... Although, to be fair, I don't know that I would have understood how you could make Pirates of the Caribbean a ride or a movie either. Mm, okay. I To an extent, yes, but I mean, I at agree least with you. There <laughs> is subtext there that you could yes create perhaps plot points there's more, through the characters. Perhaps there's more story to uh, Space Mountain than we're aware of. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've been on it since I was really young. I don't think I've ever been on it. So. I, I'm trying to think the last time I went to Disneyland. I think it was like when I was in middle school. Same. Uh, so 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might have changed since. May have, yeah. uh but uh the writer for kenobi the disney plus show Mm -hmm. uh jobby harold is writing and producing this property okay Uh, he's also working on Zack snyder's army of the dead which is related to the evil dead franchise okay yeah i figured so interesting may have potential yeah 
Who knows? WB has officially announced Green Lantern Corps. Uh, it's going to get a 10-episode run, and it's going to be on HBO Max. We knew about the show. It was going to exist, but there wasn't a whole lot of details about it. Right. We didn't know who the characters were. Um, it's going to be a one-hour drama. So Interesting. Okay. guess they're going for a very uh, story-driven show. So, sorry, is this live action? Yes. Oh, okay. As far as I'm aware, it's live action. Interesting. Uh, so it will depict the adventures of a multitude of lanterns, including <laughs> Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, Earth's first Green Lantern, who true to the comics is a gay man, and many more. The series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro and Kilowog, uh, and will also introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. Cool. This was a quote that came with the uh, announcement of the show. So, from what I understood when I was reading the article, it doesn't sound like they were they plan to be using uh, Hal Jordan or uh, what's the other guy? Um, he he was also the host of the Daily Show. <laughs> John Stewart. John Stewart. Yes, that one. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like those two characters will be in this. That's probably so that they can hold them out for movies for a bigger plot line later on. Yeah. So I'm not that surprised by that. Uh, but aside from Sinestro and Kilowog, it seems like the rest of the characters are all Earthlings. Okay. Interesting. I feel like I wonder if they'll do... I mean, it's going to be a drama. But I still am holding out hope they do either a cameo or at least some kind of indirect mention where Ryan Reynolds gets to be on it for just one episode. I think it'd be funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They go to some like parallel multiverse realm and that's him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's possible. Yeah. It's nice to see that the Green Lantern Corps was green lit. All right. I guess so. (laughs) But hey, if that's not your thing and you rather have something along the lines of, oh, I don't know. Batman's Batmobile being the lead star of a show. <laughs> you know what? I've always wanted that. <laughs> uh, the Batmobile is going to be a star in the new HBO Max series, Batwheels. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Whenever we found this news, I was like, oh, cool. And then I was reading about it and I was like, oh. <laughs> the announcement literally came from DC Kids. So I don't know what I expected. Yeah. But... <laughs> it was a dead dog. My first situation. thought was like, is this like in the cars realm? Yeah. Exactly. That was my thought. I was like, is it gonna are they gonna have eyes? Like I it was weird. So all of the different bat vehicles are gonna be characters. They're literally the vehicles are gonna be the characters. So they're just doing like Tommy the train Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so the train the choo-choo train right god what is that it's something like it's that. tommy the choo-choo train right is it yeah sure that's what he is now yeah he's got that <laughs> stupid face yeah <laughs> yeah that was the face <laughs> yeah and then i after further reading i found out this says it's aimed at viewers in the preschool demographic and i was like oh okay okay i guess well, that makes sense well you know they all have hbo max i know because so. they pay bills <laughs> So I guess if you have kids in the preschool age group and you also have HBO Max, you have something to occupy your kids for a while now. Yeah. 
for whenever this comes yeah. out. Aside from Sesame Street. Yes. Which is already there. Yeah. Uh, f- so this is a fun thing. The Oscars for next year, they made the, made a rule change that said films that are screened at drive-ins are eligible for Academy Awards. Which my first reaction was they weren't already. But <laughs> apparently there's like a guideline for how many times a movie has to be shown each day and how many days a week and all this crap, right? They made an exception, obviously, due to the pandemic. Uh, it seems like obviously drive-ins are take- making a comeback. So they made an exception. They they revised the rules that basically said a movie only has to be shown one time per day as long as it's shown seven days a week. But they reduce it from three times daily to one time daily. They have to complete at least seven days of showing. So. So it just has to air 21 times in a week. Yes. Or no, less. No, seven times. seven times. Seven times in a week, and then it qualifies. Like, so if the movie never goes to a real theater and somehow airs at, <laughs> at a drive-in, like mm-hmm. you know somebody, you're eligible for an Oscar, apparently. This probably was never a relevant I know, yeah. concern yeah. until you started seeing movies airing at drive-in theaters because right. of the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. So it's now being like, oh, well, maybe we should allow this since. Yes. Which is. It's going to be an issue. It's fair. Yeah. Uh. I just can't wait till we get to a point where nobody cares about the Oscars uh-huh. because it's all politics it is. and the rules are ridiculous. Yes. Agreed. If I'm going to watch something ridiculous, yeah. it's going to be an Andy Samberg film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> which one, though? A new one called Super High, which is a superhero comedy where smoking special weed gives you superpowers. I mean, yeah, that sounds like Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, do you think they actually get powers, or they just think they get powers? Oh, that's a good question. Was it going to be like a mystery men kind of like joke, <sighs> where they don't actually have powers, but I they think they do? I kind of hope that's what happens now. <laughs> if they have real superpowers, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> yeah, I saw that uh, Doug Judy is going to be in this as well, or as some people call him, Craig Robinson. Mm. <laughs> they would be mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I've grown. I've grown to really enjoy his his stuff. It just yeah. he's funny on Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and his movies are always hilarious. Yes, so I'm down for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what else I'm down for? There's another announcement that came out recently. Gal Gadot will be playing Cleopatra in a movie coming up sometime in the future. And she'll be partnering again. The, the far feature, I'm going to assume. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, she'll be partnering again with Patty Jenkins. And uh, it'll be from Paramount. Paramount apparently won a big auction to get the rights to this project, which I didn't. I didn't realize that that's how this kind of stuff worked. <laughs> I thought it was just like you pitch something to a, a studio. Yeah. And they go, yeah or no. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. But apparently when you're Gal Gadot... <laughs> And Patty Jenkins, people fight over you, mm. I guess. Um, I guess Paramount beat out Universal, WB, Netflix, and probably some others. So, uh, apparent. <laughs> so then there's like, of course, there's controversy online about there's arguments about whether she should be playing Cleopatra. Uh, but hey, guys, <laughs> regardless of how you feel on that, it was her project, so of course she's playing Cleopatra. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why would she create a project that she's not going to be the star of? That's just silly. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily I have mean, to be the star of something might. you create. She might. But yeah, but it, you would obviously have dibs if yeah. you created the project yeah, exactly. with the intent of like, being in it. Exactly. Like, if she decided to step down, 
that would be fine. But I assume that she created the project because she thought it would be really cool to play Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Because, of course it would. And also, Cleopatra's supposed to be this, like, gorgeous whatever, you know? Traditionally, she's played as, like, a seductress by, like, Elizabeth Taylor back in the fucking long-ass time ago movies. But I think I think it'll be really cool. So, um and apparently there's an accelerated timetable attached to this project because Paramount wanted to get a big budget theatrical release film ASAP. So So is this going to come out before Wonder Woman 1984 then? I mean, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, but fun fact, there's already a Cleopatra film, a different one, in development and has been for like many years with Sony. Like, literally one of the older articles, or one of the last articles I saw that was talking about it was 2011. So it's been a very long time. I hope it's starring Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) And they can compete. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It, at one point, had Angelina Jolie attached. And there... As, like, director or No, to play Cleopatra. Oh, okay. Um, But then that obviously is not a thing, or maybe isn't a thing. And then there was, at one point, they were talking about Lady Gaga after she won... Something for the a Star is Born or whatever, mm. which I don't know. It's, it's, so Cleopatra sings a lot? I mean, that's what I was wondering. I was like, is she... She wears meat dresses? Ew. <laughs> there was a recent article from February of this year that said Eric Roth is working on the project, rewriting it for a different... Uh, what the fuck is it called? Director or producer? Producer. Rewriting mm. it for a new individual. <laughs> Okay. So maybe it's still in the works, maybe not. But I mean, that's kind of funny. I'd be I'd be laughing if this new project comes out before the other one that's been in the works for a long ass time. It was supposed to be based on uh, some bi- biography that was written about Cleopatra. So either way, I'm did, definitely uh, here for watching uh, Gal Gadot play Cleopatra. Gal Gadot write the biography about her? I don't think so. Because <laughs> that would be even better. It would be. Yeah. I'm pitching to you this biography <laughs> that I wrote. Yeah. And it's going to star me. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the life? If you could just be yeah. in a position in life where you're just... You write the story. You just do whatever you want. And yeah. people are like, yeah, yes. here's millions of dollars. Here's the money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> make sure you make sure you hit your arms together. Yes. Definitely. But, you know, obviously with the, those two attached, it's going to be like a story about girl power, I'm sure. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see it played with that kind of a turn rather than just... I mean, it, if that's the case, then what better person who has proven she can do that role? Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. But now she's going to have to do it without the lasso of truth. Yeah. Fair. Or her invisible playing. You know what there's probably going to be a lot of? Do you think the Invisible Plane has been in the Wonder Woman movies yet? <laughs> I mean, we like, we wouldn't know. We haven't seen anybody, like, sitting in a chair in the <laughs> in flying through the sky. <laughs> like, we would never know. Yeah. Jenkins could be like, yeah, no, there was a Easter egg. You you Did you see the plane in the background, in the background? of yeah. the hangar in yeah. Wonder Woman 1984? You're, you're right. We would have no I idea. I didn't see it. Another project that's in the works, potentially, um, I guess there was a recent interview with um, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, Susan Downey, who's a producer. Um, There was some kind of convention. What's it called? Oh, Fast Company Innovation Festival. They spoke with um, the two I just mentioned about the Sherlock Holmes franchise, and they have plans to develop a, quote, mystery verse um, because they said there really isn't one out there, and they think there's lots of potential, so... 
That'd how be... would that work? I mean, that's probably why there isn't one out there. Like, is it each each character's movie is solving a mystery, and then that ties into every other mystery from the other movies, and then they assemble to solve a bigger mystery tied to all the other small mysteries? Like, I mean, it sounds like he just wants to make an Avengers of mysteries. It does sound that way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know how they're all going to intertwine with each other, but I assume that they could do that. Mm-hmm. Usually with like, uh, oh God, what was it? <laughs> no, it was I like, hope that yeah. all of the characters they use for the different mystery movies yeah. are just everybody from the Avengers. Oh, the actors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Evans has one. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. That's it. I don't think there's anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see where they go with that. Now, this is based off a sequel to the franchise, right, that he was in? They're making a third one, from what I understand? Yes. Okay. There's a third one. I don't think I've even seen any of those movies. Oh, I've seen them. Okay, well, that's cool. I, I, but... I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be a third one, and they're talking about doing spinoff characters from the third movie, and uh, maybe there will be some television properties going on. And obviously it looks like, it seems like they're going to be working with HBO and HBO Max. So, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll jump in if they fight Thanos. Yeah. Well, the biggest story that I think came out this week, at least for me, is the uh, Resident Evil movie reboot that they announced a while back has announced their cast. I know. Yeah. I figured you'd be excited about this. Yeah. I'm kind of torn because... I'm scared that this is going to still be bad, <laughs> like the yeah. current one, but yeah. they are showing some optimism with what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. We're getting Claire, we're getting Chris, we're getting Wesker, we're getting Leon, mm-hmm. we're getting Jill, Jill, William Birkin. Like, these are all key players in the fucking franchise. Right. So, Kaya Scolidario, who is from Maze Runner, will be playing Claire Redfield. I, she was the the lead female role yeah, in that, right? Yeah, I was okay. a little thrown off because I feel like she seems like she's too young, but maybe she does look young. But maybe yeah. she looks older now. Maybe, yeah. Um, Hannah John Kamen, who we've seen a lot lately. She's she was Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp, and she was also in Brave New World that we watched recently. Mm. She'll be playing Jill Valentine. It's kind of interesting though because the the actress that they picked ironically looks very similar to a different character in Resident Evil, uh, specifically the fifth game, named Shiva Elamar. Oh, that's interesting. So I thought I saw that and I was like, oh, I know who she's going to be. Wait, what? <laughs> she does look really similar to her. That's weird. Okay. So maybe that's their way of trying to, I don't know. Mesh characters. Mesh characters kind of blend in different aspects of the franchise mm-hmm. into one property. Okay. And then Robbie Amell, who uh, was recently in Upload, is going to be playing Chris Redfield. I think that's a pretty good fit. Yeah, he he looks just like the character. Yeah. Uh, at least the older versions of the character where mm-hmm. he's not so bulked out and muscular. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he looks like physically. Well, if he's anything like his cousin, he can get bulked out if he needs to. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a good fit. He, he's a great actor. I think he could definitely pull apart. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, and how also that looks. they have Tom Hopper for uh, Albert Wesker. He's from Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he was uh, Luther. Is it number one? <laughs> yeah, Luther. Okay. Yeah, I had to like picture him with sunglasses on, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, he could do it. Yeah. <laughs> But not without sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> not he better have sunglasses the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's a good actor too. So I think. Yeah. I so far I'm pretty impressed with what, what they've picked. Um. Then they have Avon Jogia from Zombieland Double Tap. He'll be playing Leon. This was the one that I was probably least excited about, but I could see he kind of looks like the character. In a lot of pictures I see him in, he has long hair. Yeah, I um, guess I can see it. All I really know him from is Zombieland Double Tap. And he yeah. wasn't really a big role. It didn't really reflect on what he can do as an actor, I don't feel like. So I have to assume his audition went really well. Yeah, interesting. Okay. But otherwise, like he's the one I want to watch for sure. Because I'm curious how he's going to do. Because he just seems like the one that's the least expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Neil McDonough, who is in Yellowstone, who will be playing William Birkin. He's also in, like, a hundred other things. Yeah, I feel like he's, like, always, like, the villain, right? <laughs> he, was one he, of, like... he was one of the main season villains in, when I was watching Arrow. He's, like, yes, he's always a villain. So I'm assuming he's probably a villain in Yellowstone as well. Or he's the lead character. Oh, is he? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what Yellowstone's about. I don't either. People shit their pants about it. So, no, nah, he's not the first build, so I bet he's a villain. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's William Birkin, and that character is basically just a scientist who created the G-Virus, which is the even worse virus from the T-Virus. Yeah. So he's a bit of a stretch visually for the character, Mm -hmm. but again, it seems like he kind of plays the baddie, so... Right. He'll have a... He's clearly a lot older than all of the other cast. Yeah, that's true. Like, even Wesker doesn't look as old as... He does in the games. Like mm-hmm. he, he's an older character, but in this, they're going a younger route for yes. that character. Yeah. Well. Um, so I don't hate this. I, if anything, it's actually got me a little more optimistic. I'm mm-hmm. just surprised by some of it. And this came out of the blue. I don't think anybody even remembered that this was a thing. Yeah. They announced the Netflix show. They announced the CGI movie. And just to be clear, this is not... <laughs> I'm not even joking. That was funny if you were going to say I'm it. not even joking. <laughs> Because I've seen so many people since this announcement mm-hmm. of the cast yeah. post that this was the live action show. And it's not. This is not the live action show. This is a reboot movie, which will be in theaters, presumably, when it yeah. releases. Yeah. So I was really annoyed to see so many sources giving misinformation about what this cast list is for. Yep. Especially when that's like your job. Mm-hmm. But that said, it's promising. We got director Johannes Roberts, who we know from the 47 Meters franchise. He did both films. All right. Uh, Most recently, we saw the one that was uncaged or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. Yeah. This is where it all comes full circle. Ready? Yeah. Resident Evil 1 has a zombie shark Mm -hmm. in the game. Yeah. 47 Meters Uncaged... Was essentially zombie sharks. Yes, it was. As the plot. Yeah. Are we going to see a fucking zombie shark? I think we might. In this fucking movie? I mean, if we don't, I'll be mad. Exactly. 
I, I kind of want to tweet him or some yeah. form of social yeah. media contact and just straight up ask him. Yeah. Assuming he's even on there. I don't know. So that has me excited at the the idea of that happening. Yeah. Uh, the downside is Constantine Film, which is the one who created the Paul W.S. Anderson franchise of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. is also attached still. Oh, I see. So there's potential that they could fuck it up. Yeah. But the director has made references about how he's trying to go to the roots of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And like when he played the games when he was young. Okay. Which has me crossing my fingers. Yes. We do notice, though, from this list, the people missing are Ada Wong, Rebecca Chambers, and some of the other stars members, which were smaller roles in the games. Mm-hmm. Ada Wong is a big character, though, mm-hmm. to not be on this list. So I'm curious yeah. if that's going to be a later announcement or if she's just openly missing from this movie. Yeah, it could be just that they haven't signed somebody yet, right? In theory. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. But the problem is, they're saying that this movie is based off Resident Evil 1 and 2 together. Like, they're, mm-hmm. all of these characters are from those two different games, which are different times. Yeah. Resident Evil 1 takes place July 24th, 1998. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 takes place September 29th thir- through the 30th of 1998, which is a good couple months later. Interesting. Okay. So, I'm really curious how they're going to tie these in together are they going to just completely change the story completely to a brand new thing or do you think there's going to be some kind of time jumping throughout the movie where you're seeing the events of one and the events of two in parallel but they aren't necessarily the same timeline yeah that could be a thing and then they they connect somehow maybe that's the only i can think of yeah how do you feel about the the idea that they could be completely changing the story Um, as far as the timeline would go i feel like I think that the best way for them to do it would be to do what you said, where they have them both happening in parallel, and then it's like, oh, there's a flashback to this other thing that happened. Mm-hmm. I think that would be probably the way to do it. But if it's a movie, it just feels like that would be hard to do. Like, for a show, you would easily do that. Mm-hmm. But a movie, I feel like you're going to really have to, like, force a lot of plot with that. True. You, you, you're you're covering too much. Yeah, that's true. It, it makes me kind of wonder if they're just going the route of these are all the characters and they are Bravo team or something like that. Uh-huh. Interesting. Or Alpha team, whichever team they are. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. Do you have anybody in mind that you think would be cool to play Ada Wong? I, off the top of my head, I mean, it's video game related. It's I, Olivia Munn, maybe, if she can pull off a more serious role and, okay. and really put effort into the character. I I think she's got the look okay. to play Ada yeah. Wong. Okay. We've seen her in that kind of a role in some other films yeah. that weren't good films. Yeah. Like The Predator. Yeah. But uh she has been that kind of character. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited about this movie reboot than I am about the Netflix series. Because the Netflix series sounds like it's gonna be fucking dumb. Yeah. And yeah. it does sound like it's tied to the franchise of the old, older movies. Right. But this one has like a pretty good cast so far. And it sounds like it could be worthwhile rather than... Yeah, the cast yeah. is promising. I, yeah. I think they have a good foundation here if mm-hmm. they can pull out a good story. Which it sounds like they're going more to the traditional route. Yeah. We'll see. I, yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. The question I have is, is Claire going to be a part of Stars, Or is she still going to be Chris's sister visiting mm-hmm. to find him. That's a good question. All right. Well, that's it for our news. Yep. 
We had some interesting trailers this week. <laughs> yeah, we did. A couple quick ones. Fat Man is going to be released in select theaters on November 13th and November 17th to video on demand and streaming and rental, whatever. Okay. So it gets like four whole days. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, basically the premise seems to be Mel Gibson is playing Santa Claus and he is hired by the government to do a special job which seems to be maybe he's a hitman i don't know what his job is but there's another hitman there's a hitman that's out to kill him right yes because of some trash kid yes <laughs> but they kind of impl- yeah he gave a child cole yeah. this child is somehow really rich and powerful yeah and able to hire a hitman to try and take out santa claus yeah i feel like also it wasn't it's clearly a dark comedy it wasn't apparent to me that it was about Santa Claus until, like, two, a third of the way in. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, this is just, like, a fucking mm. military hitman assassination bullshit So, was movie. it the coal? It was the coal gave that gave it away? It away. I yeah. hope so. It was the coal, yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, what? And then I was like, oh, my God, is Mel Gibson fucking Santa Claus in this? Like, what? It's so weird. But, well, yeah. I, I don't think he's fucking him. All right. He is Santa Claus, which is what I meant, obviously. Mm, okay. Yeah. Just to make it very specific what you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So when it's when we don't have to pay for it, I definitely want to watch this. <laughs> I mean, I would probably pay for it. Yeah? Depending on the price. Yeah, I okay. mean, I'm not gonna yeah. pay like thirty dollars for yeah. it, but like yeah. if it's like a you know, like a normal, no rental. more than ten dollar rental. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, if it's Christmas time. It does, yeah, it does know? look pretty funny, or like dark, dark funny. I guess I don't know how to say that, but dark funny. <laughs> you knew what I meant. Dark comedy. Yeah. Well, I can't say it looks pretty comedy. <laughs> I mean, you could, <laughs> but it would be wrong. But you could say it. All right. <laughs> uh, Netflix is coming out with a anime called Blood of Zeus. And this is a war between Olympus and the Titans, which spawns, I guess, these giants that the the like the Greeks have to now deal with. Yeah. These creatures that are... Aren't those the Titans? No. They, oh, They okay. spawn something else that are just giants. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, I guess, it's, it's complicated. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think this is an interesting concept. I really would love to see a live action version of this. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. You on your anti-anime campaign over there? I'm not on a campaign. I'm not running for office. I'm just saying I think it would be cool. You're just here to slander anime? No. Adaptations? No, I'm not. It does look like it could be cool. But I, I just prefer. Yeah, uh, the main character doesn't seem to be Hercules or any... Of your standard, typical Greek heroes that yeah. you, you see in these stories. Right. It's, it seems to be like a, a new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it claims to be like a new original story, which is just based on Greek mythology, right? Yeah. And this is from the creators of Immortals and Death Note. So it could go really good or really weird. Now, when the you twi- say Immortals, is that the spinoff to the, the live- Spartan movie? The- 300? Is, was that a spinoff? I don't know. Was the well, 2011 live action movie with Henry Cavill? Well, that's news to me. Is he in a fucking Greek mythology movie? Isn't that movie? him? Now I'm confused. Hold on. Yes, it's him. This one. And it's got... That was him? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Where's his mustache? 
he was gonna, gonna CGI'd off. Obviously. Oh, right, right. That's his thing. Uh, okay. I have to go rewatch that. Yeah, so I mean, I'll watch it with you. That was a spinoff, <laughs> if I'm correct, of 300. Oh, okay. Because the immortals were a part of the army that they fought. Oh. They had those masks and shit. Oh, okay. And this was, from what I understood, a spinoff of that. Okay. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I, I thought that was what it was. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Hmm. It doesn't say anything about being a spinoff in the description, but that doesn't mean it's not. So Okay. Maybe I just decided it was. and It was just like yeah. another adaptation <laughs> of The Immortals, but it has no tie yeah. to the 300 film. I know Henry Cavill plays Theseus, who is like a Greek hero or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fighting against... Immortals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining that Mickey to us. Mickey Rourke is the power-hungry king. <laughs> anyway, I'm definitely down to watch that with you. <laughs> but not Blood of Zeus, which is the actual property I'll probably watch that about. with you, too. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. And that comes out October 27th to Netflix. Yep, very soon. Yes. Right before Halloween. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really it for our trailers. Okay. So now we can get into what we watched this week. Anybody new to our podcast, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was disappointing, but not the worst, we're going to sample it. If it was just okay, or we're neutral on it, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. (laughs) First on the list, we got into the Halloween spirit a little bit. We uh, checked out the uh, Huluween section on Hulu since our subscription is expiring soon. They're like, yeah, let's check it out. They have a bite-sized Halloween on there. And uh, this is a thing that's been happening for a couple of years, but we watched the 2020 uh, installment of it. There's 30 total episodes that that are going to be on there for the segment. We've watched about 15 of them. Um, As I said, it's on Hulu and it... Basically, they start, some episodes dropped October 1st, and another batch came out on the 14th, and another one will be coming out on the 21st. They're, they're dropping in pieces, essentially. So you can binge a few at a time. Or are they dropping in bite size? You're right. They are in bite size. <laughs> is. Um, the thing about these is they're super, like, micro shorts is what they called them. They're like three to five minutes. Yeah, they're commercials, essentially. <laughs> but they're not commercials. They're shorter than some commercials. They are shorter than some commercials. Um, so there's, it, it, it works for me because even if I was creeped out by it, I was going to be over soon. So mm-hmm. it was okay. <laughs> um, and we watched about half of them. And uh, they're by up up and coming indie film people. I don't know how they choose them. Yeah, it felt cool. like some that you would have seen on uh, Quibi. To be honest, it's, yes, it, it, this would have been perfect for Quibi. Yes, uh, assuming that they're even existing still. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe they were going to have this, and they were like, "We can't afford it." Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I think that they had some really interesting ones. They would basically like give you a premise of what could be. A scary story, but yeah. they don't really go into yes. a conclusion. It's just kind of like dive into it and then abrupt ending. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you would call them teasers for teasers. what could be real movies. Yeah, like the premise of a or movie. Or stories yeah. in general. Yeah. But there were some really creative ones, some really yeah. interesting ones. Yeah. There was even some 
uh, grounded reasons for certain things. Like, it was like a, there's, there's a story happening and then at the end it's like, oh, that's what they were implying? Yeah, so I enjoyed these. I thought it was fun for a little Halloween spirit and didn't take very long. Yeah, they're great for if you just want to sit down and watch something quick. You don't have to invest yeah. in a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, and there's more to come, so yes. they're, they're not even done. And we watched like all 15 in one run ourselves, and that was like less than an hour, I think, that yeah. we watched the whole thing. Basically an episode of something. Yes. But I think they're definitely worth watching if you are looking for something and have Hulu. I agree. I will slice these bites. <laughs> they're pretty fucking small now. <laughs> but I will also slice them. <laughs> A lot of sliced up yeah. bites. I want to really make sure they're officially yeah, bite-sized. Like they're, they're like practically m- minced. Minced, yeah. <laughs> you know how I like my minced candy. Yeah. <laughs> Hubie Halloween is a Netflix movie that came out October 7th. It is a Adam Sandler film, which I assume is a part of his deal with Netflix to make a bunch of movies. Yeah. <laughs> movies? <laughs> I didn't want to give away my opinion yet. Yeah. It didn't work. (laughs) Okay, so the premise of this one is basically this guy is in his hometown of Salem. He's super into, um, he's devoted to his hometown and he's really into the Halloween spirit and basically people are just like shitting on him. He's constantly making fun of him and shitting on him. He's into the the spirit of protecting yes people and having safety during yes. halloween yes not necessarily halloween itself right that's true yeah he gets yeah that's that's a fair i said that wrong that's true um so yeah he's going around trying to like help protect people make sure everyone's safe for halloween like you said and then people are just like ma you suck pretty much the entire yeah. movie just shit on by the entire yeah. he's like a social outcast it seems <laughs> yeah and Lots more than just shit. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Adam Sandler plays the, obviously, the title character, Hubie. And Julie Bowen, who I remember from uh, Modern Family. I think she's in other stuff, too. But uh, she plays Violet Valentine, who's, like, the other main character. She's, like, the love interest that he's constantly oogling over. Um, Most popular girl in school and high school and all that shit. Steve Buscemi is in this. Rob Schneider. Um going to say who they are because you'll figure it out. <laughs> and uh, Kevin James, as well as June Squibb, plays Hubie's mom. And she's a, a fun character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was basically a greatest hits, right? As far yes. as actors. It's yeah. like everybody who's everybody. ever been in a Adam Sandler film came back to either cameo or be like supporting roles. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's basically what this movie is for. For my only problem, I'd say I directly had with this is uh, Adam Sandler's voice in this film Mm -hmm. is essentially just him and the Water Boy. It's him and Billy Madison. It's just it's not an original character. Yeah, it's you feel like he's just the same character in a different time and place. Yes, I agree. And that was a bit disappointing. It was bothersome in the beginning, but I do feel like over time you kind of just... I don't know if you get used to it or just get over it. Yeah. At least for me, I think maybe I just got over it. Yeah, you kind of tune it out after Mm -hmm. a while. I do agree, though. I think that that would be the... If I could change one thing about this movie, it would be his voice that he does. Mm -hmm. If he could have just done another weird voice, 
then that would have been fine. He doesn't have very many. I know. But <laughs> if he just did the... Like, I get... Little Nicky was, like, another character. He basically did the same shit, right? Yeah. So, I get that he's, like, this character that is in Adam Sandler's book that he keeps, you know? But, like, the mannerisms of this character would still have gotten across who he's supposed to be without the weird voice. Exactly why I thought the voice was unnecessary. It was... Because... It was made it more unrealistic. The character is supposed to be unlikable because he's just weird. He's weird. Right? He doesn't need the voice to be weird. Yes. You know, they portray him like he's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, he's also portrayed as very intelligent. Yeah. So it's like they were not consistent on whether he was actually an idiot or actually intelligent. Yeah. Intelligent. Yeah. But it just kept jumping back and forth on like whether he was or wasn't. Yeah. And maybe that was a part of the joke, but it didn't feel like it was intended to be a joke. It was just inconsistency. Right. Um, I do like that they went over the top with some of the jokes. Like, uh, he's got this thermos that he is obsessed with drinking soup out of. Yeah. But it's also just like this Batman utility thermos that he converts into like every possible device you would need Uh to ever do anything in any scenario. Yeah. It was a flashlight. It was a grappling hook. It was a a loudspeaker. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of items. Uh, one of my favorite things where they went over the top a lot repeatedly was uh, the things people would throw at him when he was riding his oh, bike. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just like yeah. food or <laughs> yeah, trash. It, it was like, <laughs> like TV monitors. Yeah, a and, cinder block. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? At first, I was like, okay. And then like by the third or fourth time, I started to kind of think it was it funny. It was like getting it, worse. It grew on me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. It's um, you know, it's it's not an Oscar contender here. Not at all. But, but, but it obviously wasn't. It wasn't looking meant for to that. be. Yeah, it, it was a silly just Halloween theme. Halloween themed movie. Halloween was the backdrop just yeah. so that they could have some fun. Yes. Um, I think overall, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a slice. It. I think I enjoyed it a lot more by the end than I did in the beginning. I agree. Uh, like I said, like the thermos thing, I was like, this is what. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but as he kept having these different things that he converted it into yeah. to do whatever plot he needed to do, yeah, it, I think in time won me over to enjoy that bit a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I am also going to slice it because of the same reasons. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it really just kind of grows on you as you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I don't know if I would be like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie every Halloween or anything Not like that. But, <laughs> but Although, it, was, it was okay to watch. I would say, I think I would be more willing to watch this more often than I would watch Hocus Pocus. I think this was something that's more enjoyable I mean, this, as a repeat viewing. This was like humor. It was funnier. Mm-hmm. But Hocus Pocus is like nostalgic. So that's why if you don't really have that love for it, then of course you're not going to enjoy watching Hocus Pocus over and over again, you know? Yeah, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Anybody who has yeah, Netflix. So, I agree. Uh, again, I give it a slice it. Yep. Go check it out. I think it's probably one of the better of all of the Adam Sandler films on Netflix. Okay. That's probably a fair statement. But I did also like The Wrong Missy more than I thought I would. Yeah. It was on par with that, but actually had Adam Sandler in it. Right. Yeah. All right, we also checked out Enola Holmes, which I was kind of waiting for. It's uh, This came out on September 23rd, and this is basically a story about uh, Sherlock Holmes' little sister that nobody knew about um, because it's not, like, 
canon or whatever. <laughs> it's an original story. Um, and she's raised by their mother out in isolation, blah, blah, blah. Mother disappears. She goes out to find her. And then you get to see her older brothers, Sherlock and Mycroft, as guest, like, as other supporting characters, basically, because she's obviously the main role. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown played Enola Holmes. Henry Cavill played Sherlock Holmes. And Sam Claflin, who we remember as Finnick from The Hunger Games, he plays Mycroft Holmes. And Helena Bonham Carter is in it as well. She played Eudoria, the mother. This is kind of like a little, it's, I don't know, what do you want, you call it, like, coming of age story, basically. She kind of learned. Yeah, learning to be independent on your own. Yeah, learning to do things how she wants to, to do them and how to get how how to get what she wants done while following the rules of society etc or getting around the rules of society i didn't realize that this was actually a movie i thought the whole time it was going to be a show yep and I then when it, it when it came out and i was like oh it's a movie yeah which a lot of people had that reaction yeah i know i'm not the only one yeah i was like well that does make more sense because i i was kind of wondering how henry cavill's character would be as far as a role in the show yeah when i thought it was a show I was like, yes is it gonna be a lot because i feel like he's just gonna be a smaller role right as a movie it makes more sense because he's not as binded to being available for it right it was like a one-time deal and then he doesn't have to be it anymore theoretically unless they have a sequel or something which it feels like they they might yeah we're leaving open for if they wanted to that's true um but maybe, he... maybe it'll join the robert downey jr mystery verse mystery verse <laughs> maybe <laughs> um Multi- although, multiverse of mystery there's actually like a lawsuit against the producers of this movie or i guess netflix and whoever the fuck other people because of the fact that um henry cavill's version of sherlock shows emotion um because so there's certain age or time periods at which the sherlock character is public domain and after which that point uh, there's the newer stuff is off limits like you you have to like give the pay rights or whatever to the family mm-hmm. um of sir arthur conan doyle's relatives this is all news to me um I... and so it later in the stories in the part that they still have the rights to is when he starts to show emotion and so there's like a lawsuit pending because of that drama but i also feel like it was very minimal so i feel like i don't know whatever. that's a, i feel like the stretch to argue that the character can't have emotion. Yeah, it is, but that's that was what their their claim is that it's that's when in the later stories is when he started to exhibit emotion in the books and all that and the the short stories and all that. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird and random, but <laughs> anyway, um, I enjoyed this. I thought the there's like a little a, the boy character that she's like dealing with. Uh, Lewis Partridge plays Lord Tewksbury. Um, and there's like, basically she, she goes off to find her mother and finds a different conspiracy thing and solves a different mystery and then ends up figuring out like other stuff at the same time. Yeah. So so, uh, basically she's leaving to go find her mother. Yeah. Who disappeared for whatever reason. Yes. And then she ends up finding a side quest. Yeah. That ends up being the movie itself. Yes. So that's just like me playing the Witcher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Still haven't reached the end of the movie. I completed The Witcher 3. <laughs> it was apparently just one side quest. <laughs> they called it a tutorial. <laughs> that was hella shade. <laughs> uh, 
it was a fine movie. I it was nothing special to me, but I I think it was clearly targeted to a younger audience. It, it felt like they were trying to make this Deadpool esque fourth wall breaking character out yeah. of her. Yeah. And I don't feel like it worked for me, but maybe it worked for would work for somebody who could relate to the character Between, more. Yeah. <laughs> Just somebody who could relate to a young female yeah. character Poss- finding her place in the world. Possibly a tween girl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I felt like there were parts like that that I was like, I don't know about this. This is there's mm-hmm. just some weird stuff about it. But I feel like it was a bit of a grasp to believe kind of some of the clues and and yeah. puzzles that she solved to like get from point A to point B yeah. and C and all that. It felt like they were kind of like, oh, this was such a challenging thing, but see how smart she is. But like it was just like. Okay. Yeah. Just that came out of nowhere. Yes. But okay, sure. Yeah. She's just that smart. She can figure the stuff out. Yeah. Uh, another minor gripe I have with this movie was uh, Henry Cavill's great, looks great, all of that. He doesn't look right in those clothes. It's because he has emotion. He's not supposed to have that. <laughs> because he's like too muscular to be in like an 1800s English people clothes. <laughs> You're expecting like a lanky, like slightly starving individual to be in those clothes. And it just, it's, it was weird to see. I honestly didn't even think anything of his, so you don't think it like looked right on him? Yeah, it just, it was out of place. It didn't look wrong. It just was like, that's a little weird. It's just because you know who he is. So it's like, you know, he's not of this time. I felt like the clothes looked weird on him because like they looked they didn't look bad, but they looked different than you usually see those clothes on, like, the gotcha. the skinny... You're not usually depicting this time period of having muscular men. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and it, so it was, like, a little different than you're used to seeing those clothes look. So it was like, what? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Not really something that was wrong with the movie. It's just something I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fine. I, I think that it, it works better for a younger audience. I, I didn't have any huge problems with it. Yeah. I felt like it was longer than it needed to be. Yeah. I feel like they could have cut it down a bit. Um, but they had some fun little action scenes. Some mm-hmm. some of the puzzle stuff was, was interesting. Yeah. Pretty predictable as far as how things are going to go down with some of the characters and, and outcomes of some yeah. things. But yeah. it was a fun movie to watch. I, yeah. I think I would probably have jumped off if it was a show, to be honest, right. after a couple episodes. But... As a movie, I think it worked. Right. And I think they set it up so they could do more depending on how well it was perceived. Yeah. I'm going to slice this one. I'm just slicing all around, I guess. Yeah. Into bits. Yeah. I'm going to have to say I test it. it okay. I, I was very neutral on it. Like, it, it was enjoyable for what it was, but it's not something that I am drawn to. Mm-hmm. That said, I think Millie Bobby Brown did a better job than I expected Mm -hmm. i feel like i could see her in this role more than i could with some of the other roles she's been yes i like her as enola holmes more than i like her as 11 Mm -hmm. because 11 pisses me off yeah yeah (laughs) because she has that emotion yeah (laughs) all right that's it for our uh movies and tv section yep for our video game section to start you off, we have some dates to announce. Outriders was delayed to 2021. I was pretty 
excited about this game. I think that it uh, looked like one of the more promising franchises that were coming out for next gen. So that that is disappointing to see. Yeah, I don't recall what this one is about. So it's like a third person shooter that was like a uh, game as service kind of thing, but it wasn't a game as service. Okay. But it played like one. Okay. And it was like always online. You were always going to have constant updates, live updates in the game mm-hmm. to do events and shit. It was a really cool concept. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had to look up pictures. Now I recognize it. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. But to hold you over, I know this is a completely different kind of game, but Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered has been announced. Um, it's coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One on November tw- on November 6th, and on it's even coming to Switch on November 13th. So Notably, there's no next-gen I did versions. see that, yeah. So I'm curious if that means they'll have an update later on or if they just don't care. That's a good question. I feel like that game came out a long time ago. Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit was like, I feel like they yeah, came out when yeah, I was... Yeah, it's, it, this is a remake, a remaster. Obviously, they called it a remaster. Yeah, it's a, your typical open world racing game. It's a smaller market, but yeah. they're they're popular. Yeah, I I know we have one from like the early Xbox One time period mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Okay, Bug Snacks <laughs> is officially coming out on PS4, PS5, and PC November twelfth. I'm we, confused. We knew this game was coming out, obviously. <laughs> okay. But they're confirming the, the actual release date. Okay. Um, I mean... But it was like a launch game, right? Launch game, I yes. Mean, yeah. Okay. So, no one's surprised here. Yeah. Okay. It, Just I mean, making sure. We looked at this and we're like, this is not a next-gen graphic. Yeah. It's a launch game for your kids to play whenever yeah. they bug you to play your new gen, next-gen console. Uh, this game, I think, is fucking dumb. It does. But yeah. it's getting a lot of hype for some reason, so... People smoke a lot uh, of weed. <laughs> it's basically a PS4 game, but it's going to be on PS5. Right. Yeah. And PC. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, for the people who like fighting games... They're getting DLC, which is going to have Rambo based off the 1984 version from First Blood, alongside classic characters like Melina and Rain from the Mortal Kombat series. Okay. I saw the, like, uh, was it like a graphic from the game of the character on this? Was that real art from the game? Yeah, that was the... Because it looked pretty fucking the cool. The player model, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it looked badass. Yeah, it was Sylvester Stallone when yeah. he... Yeah. What's in that movie? Yeah. Uh, and we've had like Terminator and other characters that mm. Robocop was on okay. one of the DLCs. So uh, presumably there'll be another one too at some point. Yeah. Uh, and the game is also getting a Ultimate Edition arriving on November 17th. Both the base and Ultimate versions of the game are coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and S with free upgrades for current gen owners. Okay. So, that's nice. So you, you already bought the fucking game yeah. last year, whenever it came out. Yeah. You just get it on the next gen. Yeah. Like, that's nice. Take notes, Sony. Yeah, right. Uh, the Medium, which is a Xbox and PC exclusive, is coming out December 10th. That's the official release date. If anyone remembers the Game Pass xCloud issue with Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft is working on a xCloud iOS solution, which is going to be to develop a web-based version of xCloud to run the iOS devices. Oh, okay. So basically, instead of going from the store, they just access it from their web browser? 
Yes. Sneaky, sneaky. I mean, you do what you gotta do. If Apple's gonna be crazy, you gotta fucking give them crazy right back. <laughs> Is that giving them crazy back? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guess what? Now you get no income from our games because it's not even on your fucking store. Valid, valid. So. Yeah, assholes. I guess they can't technically stop that, right? No, they it's can't. the internet, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think the exact quote was from Phil Spencer saying, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Store is ending its older generation game access through the website and on mobile. October 19th on the website and October 28th on the mobile app. This will consist of PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PSP games that will no longer be available to be purchased or accessed those uh... versions of the store so what you're saying is i need to log on to the ps3 and get anything i needed to get before that ends right yeah i guess but is there really anything that you're like if you haven't played it yet you're probably I mean, if, you literally have to dust off the ps3 so i mean by that logic there's probably nothing that you need to worry about right that's fair but it's still it's sad because the, the ps3 was my first uh, adult gaming console my first gaming console yeah. in general well this is just through the website and the mobile app. Oh, right. Anything that's playable on the PS4 mm-hmm. will be on the PS4 still to get access to. Okay. So if, if let's say there's a PS3 game that you wanted to play. Yeah. And it's able to be played on the PS4, you could do it. Okay. Understood. Yeah. They're just trying to save money where they can, I think, at this yeah. point with some of the perks that they don't necessarily need anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, PS4 saves can be transferred to PS5 apparently, after a lot of concerns that it was not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, However, Sony said that the decision will be on the developers to do so. So cloud saves are also available for the PlayStation Plus members. But again, developers need to decide whether they will allow their games to have transferable data. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, That said, Ghost of Tsushima is getting an update, which I think we talked about this already. Mm-hmm. It's coming out October 16th. will include a new game plus, a co-op mode, and the ability to pet dogs. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you didn't say cats, so compete. I will not be buying your fucking game. <laughs> They're trying to compete with Assassin's Creed uh, fucking... Uh, Valhalla? Valhalla, yeah. yeah. right? <laughs> I was going to say Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, the game will be backwards compatible on PS5 with a game boost bringing 60 frames per second and transferable saves from PS4. That's cool. So they opted in, which is you would think. funny because they are a Sony oh, company yeah. that made that. Yet Insomniac Spider-Man won't have the transfer. Yeah. Kind of weird. That huh? is weird, yeah. Lastly in our news for the gaming world, or should I say the universe. All right. <laughs> Universal Studios Japan has announced that they are going to open their Super Nintendo World in early 2021, possibly April. Interesting. Now, we know that this was delayed at one point. It was intended to come out in July of 2020, mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah. Uh, but that fucking Rona got in the way. <laughs> yeah, as usual. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, Rhoda. <laughs> and that was delayed back in June. Right. Uh, like, right before they were going to Yeah, they're like, open. eh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be attractions based on the iconic Nintendo games and their characters. Uh, this is Japan only, as far as I know right now. I yeah. think it'll be later on for the Florida and 
mm-hmm. Los Angeles locations. Mm-hmm. But they say early 2021, but it seems like April might be the best bet because Japan is planning to remove their tourism ban in April, assuming things are going well with the area and control that of the would be virus. Logical then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So we'll uh, we'll set a tentative date of 2022 to take our <laughs> Japan trip, <laughs> or just wait for it to come to more, you know, yeah, <laughs> obtainable locations. True, true. Though I do want to go to Japan someday. Yeah, and I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I know they have a special Harry just Potter. Just make sure they keep too. all their anime away from you, huh? <laughs> no, I can just not watch it. <laughs> I don't think that's possible in Japan. <laughs> it's like everywhere. Yeah. Do you, but you've never been, so you don't know that. I've heard stories. Okay. <laughs> I just want to go eat all the food, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think it would be fun to go to Japan. Yeah. We can go and and look at all the, the culture and, and the, the exotic animals that you don't see in the U.S. Yeah. Like Pikmin. <laughs> yeah. They, they have Pikmin are there, right? Are they native to Japan? <laughs> I mean, they were at least created in Japan. Okay. I can give you that. Fair enough, yeah. At least that information. Okay. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe actually dropped a demo on the Nintendo Switch earlier this week with a full game release on October 30th. Which is right around the corner, basically. Uh, a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. A couple weeks away. Yeah. This is a remaster of Pikmin 3, which actually launched on the Wii U back in July of 2013. Uh, but they've added some extra features like a co-op and mm-hmm. some other perks that adapt to the game yeah. to the next gen. So we played the demo. Mm-hmm. We, we played it separately, yeah. ironically, for a co-op demo. Well, I mean, knowing how you and I play co-op games, if you're supposed to play on the same screen, I feel like it would have been difficult. Oh, I mean, I don't know how co-op would have worked because the way this demo was set up was very interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if it would have been a split screen or if it would have been you would have just had two characters in the same. Oh, that's right. If it was split screen, in it might have worked. Because if it was like the did. Lego games where you have to share the screen, we would have gotten mad at each other. So which mm-hmm. is why I was like, I'm just going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's waiting. like the dumbest concept of how <laughs> to do fucking co-op. Yeah. Is look at what the Lego games do and then just don't just do that. Just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this was the third installment, or I guess fourth, that we count the uh, 3DS game okay. uh, of the Pikmin series, a game that I grew up with on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty excited. I downloaded the demo as soon as it came out. It was basically like the first three days of the game. The best I can describe what Pikmin is, is it's basically a real-time strategy war game for children. Okay. It's mixed with like puzzles and yeah. and that kind of stuff, but basically you collect items to build your ship that is crashed on a planet. Yeah. That's the basic premise of each game. Mhm. And then you use these creatures called Pikmin that you find in, on the planet mm-hmm. with different color coats that have very special techniques or whatever abilities. Uh, to get to certain areas through puzzle-based routes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Based off of what they can do to, to right. access areas. And there's like a time element as well. Yeah, there's a time element. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have all of the other creatures in the world that will eat your Pikmin. So you have yeah. to use them to basically kill all of these animals yeah. or creatures mm-hmm. uh, while collecting the other ones with this time duration that you have to work. That's working against you. Yes. 
it's very fun, but it's very stressful because I'm the kind of person that's like, I want to make sure I cover every crack and crevice of a map because yes. I don't want to like miss something. Yeah. But at the same time, with the time sensitivity that it you has, just can't. I feel like I'm always pressured yeah. to keep moving. Yeah. Or I'm going to like fuck up. Yeah. I which ended up- I did. Yeah. I The first day I lost, I think, 20 Pikmin because I didn't have them with me. Oh, no. And so they got eaten on the way out. That sucks. There's this cute little cutscene where you're you're flying away. And yeah. then, then the, the big strawberry monster eats the Pikmin that are running toward the ship trying to catch up to you. And I didn't get you that. You didn't get that? No. Oh, I guess you were kind to your Pikmin. <laughs> I, did, um, I did have Pikmin... I did abandon some Pikmin on day three well, the first time I played it. I ended up replaying day three because I... Oh, uh, so you cheated. I mean, it didn't say that was cheating. Oh, well, that's what I heard. It just allowed me to replay it. Um, because I fucking beat the boss. I didn't... I beat the boss and then I got all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't make it back to the ship in time. They were still, like, carrying my stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck! And it was like, you have this much time left. And I was like, god damn it. So... I was like, I guess I should have, like, just abandoned the stuff, but, like, so I didn't get to bring the items with me, and the Pikmin, like, we were taking off, and the Pikmin, like, showed up, like, after the onion was take, like, they were just there, and then, so then they died. I was sad. Um, so I replayed day three, because I was like, no. And then I planned my time better, because that was, like, the same, I have a hard time with the time situation, like, mm-hmm. I want to go do all these things, and I, like, explore all the areas and get all the items. Yeah. But then I, like, waste a bunch of time doing it, and I was like, okay, I need to, ma- I need to make sure I don't get focused on that. Mm. Yeah. And if I remember right, with, like, the, the earlier games, if you didn't complete your spaceship mm-hmm. repairs by the end of the 30 days or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like, you lost. You had oh. to just replay the game oh wow that's heavy yeah (laughs) that's heavy and they've added new pikmin as far as i can tell like the rock ones i never had dealt with those yeah full disclosure i've never played a pikmin game before i didn't even know what it was before i played this Mm. so i have no so they added these new ones that looks like where they just look like rocks but they're pikmin yeah uh kind of bothered me that they looked like rocks because all the other pikmin just look like a unified thing with a different color yeah and then they were a completely different shape so yeah. i was like that's not realistic yeah that part <laughs> only that part but overall it's it's more of what you know i grew to enjoy it's a different cast you don't have Alia as you were the protagonist in the the first two games mm-hmm. but you seem to have some kind of file collecting subplot that kind of tells the story of that yeah. character so yeah. it's clearly tied to the it's probably i guess the same planet by that sentence right or by right. that logic yes which you know you brought up like so is this earth yeah it seems like it's it just seems earth. Like it's the, earth. the items you pick up are basically normal fucking items that we would have but yeah. apparently these people are really small so like yeah. they're they're like microscopic yeah <laughs> which is probably why i've never seen a pikmin in my life fair enough yeah so they do exist yeah yeah, the concept of this is really interesting. They're like little creatures that you can throw at things to either collect them or destroy them. Mm-hmm. And then you then they take that item and then recycle it through their onion and then makes more of them. And you pluck them out of the ground and you have more. It's yeah. just like constantly reproducing. It was fun too because I, I remembered all the little 
tricks of the original games. Mm-hmm. And so coming back to this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to leave them in the ground longer and then they'll grow the flower bulbs or they do. Well, it didn't work in the demo, oh, so okay. I don't know if they changed that. But yes, that's what you would do. Okay, I had a feeling, uh, that but there was also a, you drink the the, the nectar, nectar and yeah. it makes them do that. That's what happened the first time I played the third day. As I got obsessed, I was like, "I'm gonna get all of them. Are gonna have flowers." And so I was like, "Doing <laughs> all, all of them are yeah. gotta have flowers. every single one." I was like, just throwing them and yeah. throwing them because you I can't pick issue. one to throw. So that you're just like, I have to keep throwing until mm-hmm. they're all there. And then like, the, of course, the three that have no flower in the fucking back. So the last ones you throw. Mm-hmm. So then I like. That that brings up a good point. Some of the controls I thought were a little janky. Like mm-hmm. the uh, moving around your, What's your pointer thing, mm-hmm. I felt like was very uh, rough. Mm-hmm. It, like, it didn't, you didn't have a precise movement of yeah. two items that you had to like go yeah. to. Many times I had move past it it was yeah. too sensitive or, or yes. it just doesn't connect to um, things i kept getting pissed off because um the little wheel where you choose what you're throwing like you're choosing mm-hmm. your which type of pikmin or your partner yeah. to throw it's not this it's opposite it was right button left button but if you do right button it would go the opposite direction hmm. and i was like the fuck because I would just, like, by default in my head, I'm like, oh, I need to go right. I need the one to the right. And then I would do that, and it would go the opposite direction, and I'd throw the wrong thing. I'm like, fuck. Okay. So, I don't think I noticed that. I'm assuming it's because I haven't played Nintendo in a long time, so I had a hard time with the A. The, oh, yeah. The, they, the, they, they, they the button layout. their button layout, Yeah. Too, every yeah. time it was like, press B, and I'm like, A. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> why did you change your buttons again? <laughs> I'm like, why isn't it working? Oh, that's not B. God damn it. <laughs> uh, as far as the co-op, like like I said, we didn't really do it ourselves together, yeah. but you do control two players at one point in the demo, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that's the co-op portion, Yeah, is we would just independently control each character, whereas when I played by myself, you jump between the two characters to control them, right. which I didn't catch on. I could have potentially done that sooner, and it would have saved a lot of time, because I could have micromanaged quicker and, and been more effective and efficient mm-hmm. with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But instead, I was, like, doing one character. And then I realized, oh, the other character, I haven't really been taking advantage of having that character. Yeah. And then, of course, the first fucking, I think it was, like, the first or second day, I went to a spot before I was supposed to because I didn't have the second character yet. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I don't want to go to her because I don't know if that's the end of the demo. Yeah. And so I went to this other area. Yeah. Turns out I needed her first. Yeah. So you're like and so I threw a bunch of Pikmin over yeah. this gap of water that you can't get back oh, without shit. the second character. No. And so that's why I lost all of them. Oh, okay. Because I could not get them back. And it was like right before the day was ending. Oh, so no. So I, I just basically just abandoned them. Bummer. Right for no reason. The first time I went over there, I like accidentally threw a bunch of them into the water. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but they like climbed Which out. Which is something I knew you can't do. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, like I wasn't aiming for the water because I yeah. realized immediately yeah. whenever the first place there's water and I walked in and it's like, oh, they're panicking. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? There's going to be more Pikmin. Uh, yeah. The blue ones uh-huh. can go in water. Ah, uh, okay. Assuming they're in the game. They should be. Okay. Uh, but all, as far as I could tell, there was the red ones, which are resistant to fire. Uh-huh. The yellow ones, which I think can, like, row higher. Like, they could get thrown higher, I think. Okay. Uh, and then the rock ones, which seem to be just able to destroy certain surfaces. Right. That are in the way. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of weird that, like, the red ones are resistant to fire, but rocks aren't. I thought that was weird, too. <laughs> 
I was like. <laughs> so, like, I threw a rock one immediately at one of the creatures, which I didn't know breathed fire. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, the rock is. <laughs> I can't it's on fire. It's, it's, it's melting. It's a rock. Why would it be on fire? <laughs> there's also some other ones. That, I think there's like a purple one. I can't remember what it does. But there's other variations that they had in other games. I yeah. assume I'll all be here at some point. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm not into the real extreme cartoony look of the game. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit more, I guess, realistic. Yeah. As far as the graphics. But I think it's a lot of fun. The The way that they talk is like, it, it reminds me of your sim language. That Simlish, yeah. Simli- simlish? Simlish, like, yeah. Okay. It kind of reminds me of that. It, it's yeah. clearly it not real language. It sounded like they were speaking Japanese backwards. Oh, maybe they were. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's what they were doing. I don't know. I just was, I don't really know if I would recognize Japanese, to be honest. But it sounded like they were speaking backwards. And then I was like, those aren't words. Because, like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, point being, yes, it was yeah. interesting how so they So it's started. either made up or they just were sneaky with that. Yeah. Um. But I also, I had, I wish... I was okay with the graphics on everything except for the actual, like, main characters. I feel like those were a little bit different from mm-hmm. everything else, and I didn't like that as much. I liked the the creatures in the world and the mm-hmm. Pikmin. I thought they were all went together, but the little... I mean, obviously, they're from an alien planet, so I guess it makes sense that they don't match now that I'm talking about it. Mm. But... I do feel like the graphics... I, I do feel like they were underwhelming, because it just seemed like... It was a little rough around the edges as far as that. On the, the big screen, obviously mm-hmm. you could play it on your Switch device in a portable fashion. Mm-hmm. But on the big screen, I felt like you would kind of see it wasn't as detailed as I thought it would be being a newer game. Right. Uh, whatever, new a newer Nintendo console game. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely felt like there was like stuff that was there kind of expecting you to play on the smaller screen so you don't really see that kind of roughness around the edges. Right. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this more than I expected to because I had no idea what to expect. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is just another one of those, like, kiddish Nintendo games. I'll play it. Yeah. And I really liked it. I could see myself actually playing the game. Yeah, I, I, I this is one I do actually want to get. I, I really enjoyed it. So. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, and... What I found out in the demo was, uh, oh yeah, go, good job Nintendo. Uh, yeah. The save does carry over from the demo to the actual game. Yes. So we won't have to sit there and replay the same three days again. Yeah. Unless you really regretted what you did, then not you anymore. Can. <laughs> not after the second time. Sometimes that's frustrating when you play a demo, then yeah. the game comes out, and then you find out that you basically just played like the first yeah half an hour plus right. of a game. And you have to sit through it again. So it is kind of nice that you can just jump past that portion. That is very nice. And then also if you beat the boss in the demo, you you unlock ultra spicy mode in the game. So that's how I did it. Yes. Okay. Because it did unlock that. Yeah. I thought that was just beat the demo. You get that. No, is you beat the boss. Okay. Yeah. And that was like the really difficult version, right? Of the yes. game. Yeah. Which was interesting because it said in the beginning of the game... That unlocked after you beat the harder difficulty that yes, was available. Yes, normally you would unlock it that way, but if they give it, a, they give it as a bonus. So if you don't play the demo or you don't beat the boss, you can still unlock Ultra Spicy if you play the hard version and beat that. That's the normal way to unlock it. But for rewarding people for beating the boss in the demo, they're unlocking it early. Was the boss hard? I guess. I feel like it wasn't hard at all. I don't think it was well, hard. Well, after I broke through his shell. All right. <laughs> 
Um, but I, maybe they're just like rewarding people for playing through the demo because that means you played the whole thing basically. Yeah. I always like, maybe it's just based off how you did the demo then because I played the boss and then the day ended and then the demo ended. So I assumed the demo didn't end until you beat the boss and then the day ended. But maybe it was just conveniently how I chose to play the demo. Yeah. It worked out that way. I think you could probably just go to a completely different area and explore other stuff and run out of time. Yeah, because there were other areas that I didn't get to get to. Yeah. Because I didn't, I couldn't figure out there was like a fucking teeter-totter area that you had to like, it was like puzzle thing. Yeah. And I knew that the fucking Pikmin Rock version was important to it. Yeah. But I could not figure out how to get past it yeah and it was pissing me off yeah really pissing me off yeah really (laughs) so anyways uh i had a lot a lot of fun so uh if the the full game is anything like what we played in this demo i'm looking at dissecting this game at some point i would probably agree with you yeah so looking forward to it Yes. Uh, I guess my big question for him is should I get the digital or if I should just get the cartridge? I've been kind of inclined to the cartridges on the Switch, but I don't know if it really matters. Yeah, I have no idea. You could just swap the cartridges. But right. whether or not it's easier for me to just try and get it digitally versus order on Amazon or something. Right, right. Because it's a game that I'm like, I'm not going to be waiting by the door for it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But I will be playing it as soon as I get it. Yes. Just picturing you waiting by the door for yeah. a game to get here. Like that, or that fucking Narcos like meme is where he's just yes. sitting there <laughs> doing nothing and standing in the his hand behind his back, yeah, staring into nothing. Yeah, that's just me in the in the lobby of our home. Yeah, the lobby <laughs> by our T Rex. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's that's our episode. Yes. Uh, what was that sixty two? Yes. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We have a group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. On either one of those, we post news and fun stuff throughout the week. So you can interact with us all week long. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. We'd really appreciate any reviews, especially on on iTunes, so that we can get um, more people to notice us. (laughs) Um, and if you want to send us direct feedback so we can learn how we're doing you can send us an email at dtfpod at gmail.com or you can send us suggestions um, or content requests we would love to hear from you you can also check out our website dtfcast.com or follow steven on social media at classycatdad on instagram and twitter yep you'll probably get the same shit from our (laughs) dtfpod account yeah Also stuff about my cats. But more hilarious commentary on cats on his personal one. (laughs) And stuff that may not be relevant to our podcast. Yes. But needs to be said. But needs to be said, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed. That's it for episode 62. (laughs) Bye-bye.